Audio is recording. Video is recording. Hello. Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we're here again. And you're still working on a helicopter. I feel like this Lego set is going to take as long as it would for me to put a real helicopter together. <laughs> that would be bad. Uh, if you're watching the video, obviously it looks a little bit different. If you're not watching the video, then it probably looks the same to you. Um, <laughs> it looks like where it, you are. It looks like whatever. Yeah, whatever you're looking at. Um, so we're we're trying to switch it around. We got some close-up cameras. Mine is uh, a little laggy, but we'll fix that next time, hopefully. Uh, we got close-up cam, so you can see what we're working on, and then mm -hmm. a wide cam, so you can see our pretty faces. We have background settings now. We have, yeah, you can see the mural, you can see guitars, you can see my creepy head casting down there. Yeah, so we got that stuff. Uh, so you're continuing, you, you've gotten further on it. I have, because I, I don't know how to not do it. Hmm. If might, I see it over here. We might need to put it away in between shows. No, no, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it needs to move along. Right, yeah, it does. Yeah. So... It's not that I'm not trying to savor it. I think for this context, like I could spend months with this build because there are still a significant amount of pieces over there. Yeah. And we have other cool stuff that we want to do. Right. And I'm, I'm not trying to rush it. Right. But. But at the same time, like those other sets and the other stuff we want to do, it'll be there. I don't think you. We're, we're learning how I feel and how I think about this <laughs> okay. all along the way with this new podcast. Right. Um, I can't not do it okay it's it's an itch hmm. that every time i walk past this room because we come through here like multiple times a day yeah yeah and i want to just run over here really quick and like do a couple steps and then like run out the room and that's cool it's a it's a really good sickness to have <laughs> all right well i am going to finish up a set that i started i don't know a year ago Maybe more. I thought you were sitting out here doing that while I was in there doing other things. No, I've been getting the podcast ready to go. Oh, okay. No, no. No, this was actually done. Um, this was another one of the sets that my family gave me. It is the Battle on Scarif. And basically they got it for me because it has two shore troopers in it. Um, yeah, so this is one they got me for like Christmas or birthday or something. And I worked on it and then we moved and I never got back around mm -hmm. to, or maybe I worked on it here. I don't know. It's been a really long time and I have one big bag left. So, And if you're interested to, to see exactly the set that we're building in the show notes of the podcast, uh, I have links Ooh. to the set numbers Excellent. or to the specific model kit or whatever it is that we're doing. So if you're interested on the exact kit that we're working on, yep. go check out the show notes. There's, like, Bob is doing this one or finishing this one. Josh is doing this one. Nice. Go check it out. We should make those affiliate links. And then if people want to support the show, they can just buy the set. Smart. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um, so this thing's pretty far along, so I just have one bag. I'm going to dump this out. Oh, there's, an, there's an, an internal bag. Bag suction. So let me we should do, give that, do that. We should give that a name. What? When there's a bag inside of a bag? No, like when it's like, okay, it's time for the splash or time for the whatever <laughs> word. Everybody knows that there's just like a bunch of Lego what was racket. This, the, what was the bloop? Was that the thing from earlier that we're not going to talk about? There was an offline Bloop. conversation. Blooping? Blooping. Anyway. We, if we had an after show, 
That would, that be, would after, be after show content. Be after, yeah, for sure. But we don't. It's the new cool thing kids are going to be doing. <laughs> Blooping. Gross. All right. Yeah, I got to find my uh, my where I am here, too. Um, also, if you've listened to the previous episodes, depends on, I don't know when you're hearing this or if you've listened to the other ones or whatever, but the show is now on iTunes. It is on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. It is on Google Play. They all three came back today. Said, oh, cool. Everybody. Good to go. There, it's out there. Um, at this point, nobody knows the name of the show, so they can't go find it yet. It's good to be the, like, we have a little secret. It's a secret, like, super secret. We're five episodes into a podcast that nobody knows about, <laughs> which is great for marketing, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Marketing 101. Make yeah. great things that no one has access to and nobody they don't knows know what exists. Yeah. It's the most hipster thing to do. <laughs> yeah. You liked them before they were popular? Oh, that's great. They're Beautiful. never going to be popular. All right, let's see. Oh, my first thing I get to do is make shore troopers. That's pretty cool. That's appropriate. Yeah. I wonder if it'll take me two years like the costume is. Uh-huh. You're getting closer. Yeah, I am getting closer. I would like to be able to spend some time and just finish that just to have it done. Like, I don't even really care about having it anymore. It's been so long. And it's kind hmm. of a bummer to have something like that that I put so much time into and I've been working on for so long. And I kind of just don't even. Has it lost its allure? I think it'll be cool to have, but I just have other stuff I'm ready to spend that time on. Yeah. It's always been like this extracurricular, like, you know, work on it on live stream or work on it. I I decided a long time ago I wanted to have some kind of long-term projects that were off to the side that weren't weekly project videos and weren't things that I was just trying to like churn out and just something that was sitting there that I could go kind of like this like helicopter. helicopter. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like I run by, I do a little bit on it, and then leave it there for two weeks and then come back or whatever. But I it's, it's I don't condone that for this helicopter, by the way. <laughs> but it's been doing that for so long. I've been doing that for so long that I've it's I have other things like the R2 D2. I haven't yeah. started the R2 D2. Oh, by the way, I ordered skins for R2 D2. Ooh. Yeah. So I've ordered like the expensive parts now. But they're not, you know, they're just the on skin, shelf because I don't skin have for anything. The robot. I don't have anything to, I don't have time to start those things really. So anyway, I just, I'm kind of ready for the short trooper to be over with and just, I don't want to give up on it because I don't, I want to see mm-hmm. it through, but I'm also just kind of like, eh, you know, do you have a plan to like unveil it or showcase it somewhere? Oh uh, well, yeah. It's going to stand in here. Well, no, I mean like freak you out every time you walk in the door, <laughs> you're going to hide in it, <laughs> jump out and scare me. Um, well, so I, I want to do. A way to display it as a project video. No, I mean, like, are you going to publicly wear it? Is there a place where oh, oh, oh. the people who have followed along with its lineage, its whole lifespan, are they going to get a chance to see you in it somewhere? Possibly. I mean, like, we were talking about going to, to um, uh, what's it called? Celebration. Celebration, yeah, in Chicago this year in 2019. Celebration, Star Wars Celebration is going to be in Chicago. Whereas two years ago, it was in Orlando. And so we went to that one because it gave us a reason to go you know we spent a day at disney and we did the celebration for a day and it was drivable mm-hmm. now chicago is like six hours so that's pretty drivable as well yeah, for a weekend it's not too bad it's not bad and so and i remember actually we'll get to that remind me about chicago chicago um uh so yeah we were i was talking to the kids about that and saying like you know we should go to celebration again and they were like yeah freaking out I said, and this time we should all dress up. 
but this is this is far away, right? This is mm-hmm. in April, and I said, if we're gonna do that, you have to decide what costume you want, and we're gonna work on it together. I'm not doing it all for you, but we got to start now. Around a central, like everybody would be part of the thing if, okay. if they want to. Like if you know, I said you, know, we could all do the Jawa thing where we're all Jawas. Yeah. We could all do, I don't know, whatever. And then uh, my eldest said, yeah, we could all be like Mandalorians. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. That would because be because. Everybody would have basically the same costume, but they could customize it, make it look however they wanted. Even if it was just like mm-hmm. helmets and breastplates, and that was, you know, like everything else was cloth. Right. That'd be pretty awesome. Because there are really like key pieces to a Mandalorian armor. Right. Yeah. Maybe do jetpacks. I could make like multiple, the same jetpack for everybody, that type of thing. Yeah. But the, you know, the helmets could be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The visor opening could be a little different, something like that. Anyway, so. All this to say, celebration, I may, if I have it done in time, I may wear the short trooper costume to celebration. Maybe. But I also have to chase around four kids in that costume, and that would not be fun. So That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, if I had a baby, like a little baby, I could have the short trooper costume and a baby Bjorn with like a little baby <laughs> with a little Boba Fett helmet. <laughs> But I don't. I just thought about that. Like at all these conventions where people bring their kids, like I know the frustration and like wrestling and just like wrangling a bunch of people. Yeah. Like if you're in like a full size Optimus Prime suit and you're trying to chase after your kid or find some Cheerios or like, I got to pee. Or if you have a helmet on of any kind that like limits your vision. Oh yeah. They're gone. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. And those places are super busy. Right. Mm -hmm. So, or like if you have some crazy... Like the legs on this costume will make it harder mm-hmm. for me to walk. Like I, I couldn't yeah. chase a kid out into the street or something. You know, they're gone. <laughs> Down one kid. You just live in Chicago now. <laughs> Chicago kid. Yeah. So I may, I may do it then. Uh, I may wear it then. It's not something I want to wear often by any means. You wear it to the grocery store. I could wear it to lunch. <laughs> like, we would go, get the best table. Go into, <laughs> or the worst table, depending on where you go. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, basically, I just want to have it done, though. I get that. And it, I mean, it's it's not a small little project. Like, it's a lot of pieces spread out. And so there's, there's like, one of those tables that you built that is dedicated to that Shore Trooper armor right now. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, square footage and it's counter space. Taking just, up space. It's and there. Honestly, it's out there because it was in this room in two cardboard boxes over there in the corner for a really long time and it's so easy to forget about and so i kind of halfway decided like if i really am going to make a push to finish this thing it has to be in my way that's a good idea and so that's when i said okay for now this table is the short trip armor and it's Mm -hmm. out it's in the way it gets dust on it when i do other things so i have motivation to like i gotta finish this thing up get it but i mean the good thing is in the last couple of months it's a lot of I had to completely rebuild the legs. Yep. And they're I can wear them now, so that's cool. Um, I've got paint on like probably seventy five percent of the costume. Yeah, it's really coming along. It's getting there, but like I'll work on it really hard for a few days, and then like I got to stop for a month. <laughs> so it's you know, it's like yeah, I'm getting close. Uh, and then I go back to it. I'm like, okay, where did I leave off? What do I still have? That sounds to like fit? me running. <laughs> yeah, you're doing more of it though. I am. I ran really far today. Is that that's not the farthest you'd ever run? No, 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 no. Since I've gotten fatter, 
the farthest I've ever run, I did a 10 miler when I was in the army. Um, and I didn't like it. I didn't like being forced to run. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And when I was there, you would have to run in large groups. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And in formation, not just like a big blob, like you were going to go do a 5k or a 10k and there's just like a lot of people with you. You had to like run in, in a line of people. So you're shoulder to shoulder with like three or four other people with potentially hundreds of people in front of you, hundreds of people behind you, and you're running in like your little group. And so you're, you're, everyone is going as slow as the slowest person, I assume. Yes. And that's the problem is if you're in this group of like a couple hundred people running, the people in the front are setting the pace. And then the further you get from the front, a little bit of speed up and a little bit of slow down toward the front is really negligible, Mm -hmm. but it precipitates this really big slinky effect the further oh. you get away from them. Right. And so if you're in the back, and my my groups were usually it's like A, B, C, D group, and that was usually the Ds and the Gs or whatever. And so that slinky effect was magnified. And so you're either like sprinting a half mile mm. or you run into people and you're like kind of jogging in place and then you're sprinting again. And it's just, and I was, when I was one of the younger less experienced uh, people i had to carry the, the flag like our organization had a, a guide on the flag and so you're running like five miles without being able to swing your arms Ugh. yeah it's super terrible and so you just had this like big wooden stick with a flag on it trying to run and it's awkward that makes no sense at all yeah it's i mean for the spirit of core and the hooray we're all here and we love we should just make it more difficult for no particular reason yeah and they sing songs to try to like take your mind off the fact that you're running to make and, it harder to breathe. Well, it <laughs> theoretically like it's aerobic, so it allows you to regulate your breathing whenever you're doing these these cadence type songs. Oh, I um, see. So it's supposed to help. Right. And so it has like its lineage from the wars a long time ago and the army of old times and so they sing all these really dumb songs and I hated that. <laughs> I hated every I thought the songs were dumb. I'm like yeah, so being forced to run was never good, but I did it. Right. And then when I got out of the Army, so I worked as a survival instructor, and so I was a lot more physically fit because I was just doing stuff all the time. I was swimming every single day, scuba diving every day, um, and then some guys did a 5K. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do a 5K. And But they did, like, the beer drinking 5K. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, this is a horse of a different color. <laughs> no, we're ducking. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> You guys are just playing around like you don't have to make a certain time or you get in trouble or you don't have to like do this slinky thing with a bunch of dummies at four o'clock in the morning. And it's like this is just you're just going out here acting silly. Yeah. Like I could get on board with this. So I've done some five K's and then I just didn't run for a while. Didn't really have a need to. There was no one around me who really made it a priority for them. Right. So it just kind of fell away. And then when we were in Georgia, you had mentioned the... Uh, the rock and it was the rock and roll marathon. Yeah, yeah that one roll. in Savannah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna do that. So I signed up for it. Actually, I don't think I signed up. I think I think I procrastinated and didn't sign up, and that's probably why I didn't go. Is because I wasn't financially invested in it. Yeah, that's the thing. For for me, the only reason to really sign up for a race, I don't care about placing. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's you pay some money and then you're like, man, if I don't do this, I just threw away a hundred dollars or whatever. This runs a hundred dollars. Some of them are. How much is this run that we're doing? 
Uh, I think it's like 50 something. Okay. Okay. But that's the point. Right. It's supposed to hurt, right? No. It's supposed to hurt. And if and if you finish it, then you get the the like <clears throat> I did the thing I set out to do and I didn't completely throw away the money. Basically, you're still throwing away the money, but it doesn't feel like it because you mm-hmm. you met a thing that you were trying to get to. So, yeah. How does that go on there? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that looks good. Mm-hmm. So you're running more now. Yep. Because it's nice. You, you like, ran more today. There's I a guess. park. Right. Yeah. yeah, I've been running more. Yeah. Uh, today I met a goal. There's the big lake. And so I, and it's four miles around the lake. Mm-hmm. And so I ran the ra- that I ran the lake without stopping. That's awesome. Yeah. And so now I just, it's meeting little goals. I'm like, all right, you did that. Now it's time to do some more. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to do some more. Now it's time to do some more. So one thing that's interesting that you can do to keep it. So you're not always like, cause it's easy to, to take distance as a goal and like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to beat my distance. I got to beat my distance and that can get out of hand really quickly. And it's also not necessarily good for you if that's the only goal. So what you can do is like flop your goals on certain days of the week. Okay. So you could have a distance day where you always try to get a little bit more distance than you did that day last week. Okay. So, so like when I train for a race, I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Those are my run days. Every, the other three are rest days. So Monday is, uh, short Tuesday's medium Wednesday's short Thursday's a break Friday's long. Hmm. And that's the pattern, but the numbers change. Yeah, because the app that I used that you led me yeah, on to yeah. whenever we were doing that, yep. uh, I got up to six miles. Yeah. I think it was the, okay, you've done this. Now six miles is your new benchmark. Yeah, that I becomes that. the small yeah. or the whatever. Yeah. So that is as far as I got. And then I got really sick and I like took a week off. And then trying to start over again after a week was like dragging around an anchor. Yeah. That only actually, they say that it takes... Okay, we're going all over the place. It's, they say it takes two weeks of non, like full non-activity to lose aerobic strength. Mm-hmm. So technically, you could sit on your butt for two weeks, and it would be hard, but you could, you're not actually, you haven't lost anything. You could jump back into it, and it would just take a couple of days for your body to bounce back. But yeah. that first run or that Ugh. first whatever is so hard, you're yep. like, I lost it. I don't want to do it anymore. Anyway, back to the, the goal thing. So like you can do, you know, Fridays, you could always increase your distance a little bit following that ter- same training plan. But you could also do, you know, Monday, let Monday be a warm up for the week. It's like pretty easy, slow. Don't try to do anything special. It's three miles, whatever. And then on your uh, Tuesday, you're going a little bit longer, but you can focus on speed. So like I'm going to try to do even if it's like sprints, so mm-hmm. you do a quarter mile sprint and then you run as slow as you can or whatever for three quarters of a mile. The fartlek runs? Yeah. Yeah. The weird name. I know. It's but a stupid name. Yeah. So you can do that to, you know, spend Tuesday worrying about speed and then Wednesday's back down low, try to do it at like a good pace. Then you have a day to, you know, to rest. And so you can kind of do that. And so you're not always chasing the same goal because yeah. that's not really sustainable. Uh, lately, I've found that Mondays, because Mondays are kind of the days that I, the mornings I have to myself, because you record making it in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm not here uh, the time that I would normally be here. So I take that time just to kind of have a day or a morning for me, which is kind of nice. And so Mondays like sets my week. I'm like, I'm going to go for a run, maybe go to the coffee shop, read a little bit, work on some projects and my notebook, do some design work and just kind of 
have some quiet time. Yeah. And last week I didn't get that. I got interrupted for whatever reason. And so it threw me off. Hmm. And I, I tried, I was running, like I went to the gym. I didn't run around the lake as much and I didn't do as many as, you know, the distance. I just kind of worked out. Yeah. Cause it, I've, I was off and I couldn't seem to get back on. And so yesterday was, hmm. yesterday was Monday. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go running. It's Monday. Let's get back on this. And it was so hard to do really? after having like a lull kind of lazier week last week. Hmm. And so I didn't get anywhere near as far as I wanted to. And it just felt like garbage, like straight from yeah. the beginning. I was like, this is going to suck. Honestly, I think that's why the Monday in the, the pattern, the Monday is an easy, slow. Probably. Because it's like you've you've rested for a couple of days. You're you're mentally you're getting back to your week, your work week and mm -hmm. stuff. And so it's like trying not to expect too much of you. You know, so Monday's just kind of like, ah, I'm just going to. Well, it worked. Get back I mean, I don't know yeah, if it today was, was just, better. Right? Um, oh, yeah. Today was much better. And I don't know if that was just like my mental state going like yesterday was not good. Today is going to be so much better. And so it was motivation. Did I mess something up? I did. For sure. Mm, nope. I just missed one piece. There we go. We're back. And we're back. But yeah, I mean, that that makes logical sense for someone who's not a runner to kind of ease into the week and then, you know, build up to some crescendo toward the end and then rest and then just kind of do that, but then escalate that plateau every time. Yeah. Makes sense. And it worked. Mm -hmm. I just didn't get as far last time I did it as I was hoping and that I plan on doing this time. Ah. Okay. There's that thing. I'm going to make two of these. Yeah, and as far as like the distance thing, um, you said like six miles was kind of... Yeah, that's that was my new bench. That's as far as I got the last time. Right. So if I have the six-mile benchmark and then go to, to bump that up to the next plateau, like as far as like a training plan, mm -hmm. that's uncharted waters. So the cool thing about that is that, and I read this somewhere, and then I also felt it when I first started running, seven, eight miles, there's something about that distance that as you're getting closer to it, it's tough, like for the first time mm -hmm. when you, you're... But once you can get through a seven, eight mile run, then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, this isn't actually as hard as I thought it was. Then the next time you go for seven, eight miles, you're like, yeah, this is, didn't kill me. <laughs> and it was weird because the first time that happened to me, I realized that from from there going to like 10, 11, 9, 10, 11, mm -hmm. it was like no big deal. Hmm. It's a weird little bump you have to get over. And then the same thing happens at 18 to 20. It's like, it is, it took everything out of me yeah. the first time I got to 20 miles, like everything. Dude. And I was wrecked for a couple of days. And then the next time, so the way that the training thing, you go up to 20 and then you drop back down before the race. So you don't do a 20 mile before the week before the race you do. That's nice of them. Yeah. You do 20 and then it's like two or three weeks of working back down. You do like 18 the next and then 13 the next, and then your big race. And so I did that eight or that 20 and I'm like, man, this is, I can't, whatever. And then the next week I had to do 18 and it was like the fastest run I've ever had. Oh, wow. And I don't know why, hmm. but it didn't kill me. And like, I felt great. And I got to the end of it. I'm like, awesome. Like, this is great. <laughs> and it, of course it doesn't stay like that, but yeah. So there's some like, I think distance things that 
they seem to happen to a lot of people, maybe not everybody, but um, your body just kind of gets strong enough to then be able to take the next little gap, you know. I would assume the same thing happens at 30 miles and those insane people. That that's, man, that's hooray for you guys. <laughs> but then again, I would have said that someone goes, hey, man, you need to go run 13 miles. I go, ugh. And even now, like, I'm nervous about it. Yeah. But, I mean, before then, if someone goes to go run six miles, I go, no, I'm going to go drive and then take a bus and then maybe an airplane. <laughs> and then when you work up to it on a manageable cycle, it's like, okay, where is six miles? It doesn't become yeah. this, like, terrible thing. It's, I, I gave myself a goal. Like, when we were in Georgia, um, I looked at it, and six miles was running to the grocery store and back. Hmm. So, like, something that I would not have given a second thought to taking a vehicle because that's just what you routinely do. So now it's just, it's not taking a car to a place that you go to frequently. So you kind of know the route, you know where you are. It's not some just endless void that you're trekking into. It'll never end. And I remember when I got back, I'm like, I just ran to the grocery store. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And I'm not dead. Like you said, like, (laughs) great. Like if I was forced to do that again, I would sigh, but I could do it again. Yeah. And so that's now, I mean, not trying to propel too far ahead. I mean, but in town here, I'm like, where am I going to go? Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that four mile loop a bunch of times. Like that would just get boring. I mean, technically it would work. You Unfortunately, you kind of get that unless you live in a place that just has a huge amount of runnable, you know, some places do, but once you start training for big races, you get to where you're just like, I don't know where to get that mileage today. Mm -hmm. And you end up having to loop. Like I learned in Savannah, I learned that getting from our house out of the neighborhood to this one particular corner that was a kind of big street, that was like one and a quarter miles or one and a half or whatever. And um, so I knew that I could make that, I could multiply that out and be like, if I need to stay in the neighborhood for some reason, like the weather's bad or like mm-hmm. I need to be close to home for whatever, I can do that this many times to get this mileage, whatever. And then yeah. from that point down to the park was one park was another two miles from that park to the next park was three miles. And so I could like, as I was running, my brain's just like looking for something to do. I'm like trying to come up with all the ways I can add up. How do I get 18 miles out mm-hmm. of these segments? You know, um, and so that's kind of like a cool thing for your brain to figure out, but you have to have those places that are safe to run and that are, you know, that you can, you can get the mileage you need. In Savannah, I found there's a beach there, Tybee Island, and <clears throat> I was looking for where to do my 20 mile run. And I figured out from our house to the, like the beach, the sand was 20 miles. I'm picturing a map in my head, and that is a really, really long distance. It is long. It's 20 miles. But yeah, you say 20 miles, but like someone because oh, well, that's 47 kilometers, and people would gasp, and I still don't understand, like <laughs> relatively, like what that means. Yeah. But when you put it in a context like that, yeah, it's like you're running to the grocery store, but then it's if someone would tell me 20 miles from here is X town or whatever town, I'd be like, holy crap. Yeah. Like that's it's a bus. A, that's a bus and an airplane ride. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's not the smartest way to get somewhere, <laughs> for sure. But like, it was really weird to see. Like, oh wow, 
from this point that I know that takes us a long time to drive to, mm-hmm. like that's where I'm headed. And so I tra- started mapping out tra- how, like how I would get there because of the roads are just like, it's not, right? it's not a good way to run. Like mm-hmm. there's a single road, a two lane road that goes all the way out to the beach. There's no sidewalk. There's no, there's marsh on both sides of you. There's big trucks that go out there. It was like not a safe run, but that was the only place I could find to do 20 miles. And I eventually just decided that that was not a, a safe option. And I also didn't want to get out there and like have to get my wife to come drive. I'm not running back. So like she would have had to drive out there and pick me up at the beach. Oh, so you, it wasn't 10 mile. It wasn't a 10 no, no, mile no. loop. It was 20 oh, okay. miles to the, to the sand. That was, that was a Michael Scott decision you had. <laughs> so I decided against that and then ended up kind of plotting a route through town and, and still it took me a bunch of places that I wouldn't have normally run, but it, it is a weird challenge to try to come up with that. And then if you're training, you know, for a long time, you got to do that, those runs multiple times. It's not yeah. like in a marathon training, you do the 20 mile run once, but you do the 18, 17, 15, you do all those at least twice, maybe three times. I remember. So, but it's over the course of 18 weeks. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a long commitment for sure. So I was trying to think how far it is in between our two houses. And it's really hilly. It is extremely hilly. <laughs> I rode my bike that day and that was stinking torture. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I can ride a bike. Like I used to ride a bike to work when I was in Georgia. It wasn't so bad. But I mean, that's coastal Georgia. <laughs> Super flat. That everywhere just seems to go downhill gradually. Yeah. Here is not the case. Right. There are very skinny roads that have a lot of construction. So it eats into the other lane, which makes the shoulder even like more non-existent than it was before. Right. Going yeah. up a hill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was not a, a really good time. So if you're if you're listening to this, and uh, you, I mean, if you listen to making it, or if you follow us on social, then you probably heard us talking about running and stuff before. But basically, I've been trying to get back in shape, uh, to running shape again, and I wanted to run a half marathon. I'm kind of done with full marathons, and so I decided to ask Josh to run it with me, knowing that he hasn't done that before. So I challenged him to that. So we're both kind of prepping for that. And then I've been posting a lot on Instagram about the runs and people have been posting, trying to encourage people to mm-hmm. get active. People have been posting back like their, like their mileage and you, stuff. You're gumping it up right now. <laughs> it's super cool. But Winston Moy, um, hey Winston, if you're listening, uh, you, the other day used ILTMS Run Club as a hashtag. And I thought that was super cool. Yep. So now if you're running, use that hashtag. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but it's just cool to see people. You talk about maybe making some stickers, right? Yes. I think stickers would be cool. Some shirts. Maybe shirts. Maybe like some tech shirts, you know, running type shirts. I think that would be cool. For no other reason than just to motivate people to, you know, kind of be uh, accountable to each other. For mm-hmm. It's easier to not tell anybody that you want to get healthy and then you don't get healthy. So if you tell somebody or you show it off, then there's like some pride there and you know, can help each other out. So it's, it's better than, yeah. uh, my last running club that I started. It was called the floppy meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> so it set the bar purposely. Also real a good t-shirt. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Cause, uh, this guy with some really good friends of ours, she was in the Navy and she would run all the time. And she was like, no, you should come running with me. And I, I ran with her once and it was not that far, and it was not that great. It was on base, so we just kind of ran around the track for a while. 
And then she was trying to get me into her like running club, just in the same way, like to yeah. help motivate with like-minded people. But again, I'm like, I could just be lazy as a default. Hmm. And so every day I work at just not being lazy and running is one of those things you have to give like extra attention to not be lazy because it has benefits. And this is one of those things like on paper, you should do this. Yeah, and I'm like, right. I really don't want to do it, but you should do it for these reasons yeah you're like fine i'll do it and that's when she was like but the running club is so much fun this i'm like yeah 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 Yeah, i I hear you yeah like but then there was a that lazy part of me didn't want to be accountable yeah and that's i think a really dangerous place to be and a dangerous place to allow yourself because if you're going to commit to something especially something that has like positive attributes in your life like you should want to be around people that are encouraging and like-minded and who have been in that same predicament so if you want to join the the newly formed i like to make stuff running club and you hate running and you're a big sweaty fat guy like let me be your poster child (laughs) and i'll let you know that you can little bits at a time you can take this on and you can you can reach a goal theoretically right yeah i mean it's it's super easy to to not. To not. Yeah. Yeah. So you said a second ago, you default to lazy. I default to... Is that what you I mean? I don't want to do... Maybe not. It's easy to say that. If I look deeper into it, I default to... Do you default to easy? No. I pick my battles. So and I'm very this, strategic. Hey, well, first, is this fitness related or is this uh, life More fitness related. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's... That makes a little bit more sense. Or, yeah. That's not going to come up in my employee evaluation now. (laughs) (laughs) So are you saying that you're not going to do your best? Because, you know, no. Um, I was just curious because it doesn't seem like you would be default to lazy. I default to, um, well, it's false logic. Like, running is painful. Running is uh, stressful. It's hot and sweaty and gross and can make you ache. And it's the, like, this has longer term benefits than it does shorter term. And so I think people will naturally try to, I think some people, I don't say all people, naturally try to, like, resist that, like, feeling of of stress, like, unnecessary stress. Right. And so if it's like, hey, go go run four miles today. Oh, it's going to like start downpouring halfway through your run. And uh, you'll, maybe you'll fall or your knees will start hurting. <laughs> and some people on, you know, logical yeah. will go like, I, I really don't want to do that. Because yeah. on my list of priorities or I have X amount of hours in my day, like I have all of these other things I could be doing instead of all those not sounding really nice things. Yeah. But like you've mentioned before, and you're absolutely right, like there are a lot more benefits to getting in shape and running. And most of it is I am much fatter than I used to be, and I don't like it. And I have no one to blame but myself, and so I have no one can fix it but myself. Right. So you can't whine about something or be upset about it or have a complex about it if you're not willing to take some steps to try to make it better. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's kind of like what we were talking about, you know, with the vacation stuff in another episode where I don't want to do what I don't want to do. 
And even though we know that like, you know, going on a vacation has benefits to you, to your family, to the interactions that you have together, even to like the people that you don't know super well or whatever, the people that you're going to be spending time with, there's still benefit there. But Mm -hmm. there's that part of us that's like, I don't want to do what I don't want to do. So you look at getting healthy in whatever way, eating better, exercise, whatever. I like the thing that I'm doing now. Maybe not a ton, but it's easier than like putting in work to do something that I don't actually want to do. You want the benefits of it rather than yep. the, um, the effort it takes to go get it. Right. Yeah. And it's really, really easy to feel like you are past some, some point that, that going out and running or going out and going to the gym or doing some things is beyond you because you have reached some level and I, I felt like, that at times. You mean like too far gone? Yeah. That kind of thing? Like that's a lost cause. Like that, I, I cannot. Like right. there are things in life that are absolutes for people I feel. And uh, some people would lump that up. It's like that I cannot do. Yeah. And that is part of my motivation to do this half marathon is that I don't want things in life to be like I can't. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do literally anything. I want to learn as much as I can about as many things as I can so that whatever situation I find myself in, I can be at least a little prepared for it. Yeah. And there have been times like when I was in the army, I'm like, you have to run like from here to way over there as fast as you possibly can. Not just because somebody is grading you or because some book says you have to. Is that someone is dying over there. Someone needs your help over there and you have to get to them. And there's right. no excuses. <clears throat> right. I'm, you can't say I'm too far gone. Yeah. It's like, right. I, I'm really tired right now. Yeah. Like, no, you have to go. And that, that can happen in any circumstance in your life. And so I don't like feeling unprepared. Yeah. Or going like, oh, sorry. That's just not me. You're going to have to deal with it. And I know that like. There's no one 13 miles away from me right now that needs me right this second and I don't have access to a vehicle. And I, th- I think that context is probably doesn't connect. But well, I, think it does. I, don't, I, I don't want there to be a thing to go like, oh, nope, I can't. Yeah. And just accept that. I don't like that personally. Yeah. I mean, it may not be like a one to one. There's not somebody 13 miles away from you that mm-hmm. needs you. And the only way you can get there is running. But um, the same thing applies for like, there may be a thing at some point in your life that you want to do, but today, if you decide that I'm not the person kind of person that can do that thing, when you get to that point in your life, you'll just be like, Oh yeah, I decided a long time yep. ago. That's not me. You just accept it. it well, you, you don't even try and you miss out on things. I mean, that's exactly why I did the marathon. I've, I've always hated running. Always. So I think that that's interesting to people to hear that, that you don't like running. I actually like it more now than I ever have. Why do you think? I don't know. Hmm. In the last month, two months. Well, okay. So I started running because I knew that I needed, like, I don't know. I was probably in my early thirties, late twenties and was just like, I know that I'm in good shape now, but I'm not always going to be in good shape. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to have kids or I had a kid and to be the kind of father that I want to be for them and to be active enough and to be enabled enough to do things with them and for them. Like I have to start now to be in reasonable shape when they need me. I I don't want to move my kids into college and have to like sit in the car because I'm not in good enough shape to help them pick up boxes. 
Mm. And that's down the road pretty far still. But if I let myself get to a point to where I feel like I'm too far gone, mm-hmm. I won't take the steps I need to take to get healthy enough to be that person that I want to be for them. So it was really a matter of just like looking down the road and being like, man, I got I to gotta start some habits now. And so that's why I started running. And then it was like bare minimum. And then you can only do bare minimum for so long before you realize that it's actually not doing anything. Mm. Running three miles once a week does nothing for you. And I think that's a good the habit. state that I may have been in. Right. As I, I went to the gym. That I'm good for a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that, And like you mentioned before, like you could go run three miles or whatever. Like I don't remember how many calories I burned this morning running four miles. It was a feat for me. Like I reached a goal. But like metrically, that didn't do what I in my head think. It's not as grandiose in, right. on your body on the inside right. as it is in my mind. But it's a step towards doing yes. something that will be more effective. And I think the point yeah. of that is like going and running four miles. Go, all right, I ran four miles. I don't have to do anything for a while. Like that's kind of not how that works. Right. Yeah. You can't. You, you can't run machine. four miles and be like, sweet dude, hamburger milkshake. And you tell me, and I, <laughs> you are a motivator and then an enabler in the same sentence. Because I was like, what are we gonna go eat? I'm like, all the best lunch stuff is bread, and I love bread. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I'm trying to eat less of it. And you're like, well, that's why you run, so that you can eat that stuff. I'm like, you probably. (laughs) Not me yet. You will. Yeah, not yet. That's the point. That's the point. I could back when. I can't now. Well, and like, honestly, if you're running a few times a week and you have the effect of a single hamburger or, you know, some extra carbs here and there, it it has a... a smaller effect than if you're running once a week and you have the same amount of food or you're running multiple times a week and you have four hamburgers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the ratio of multiple runs to a single bad meal or, you know, bad thing, treat or whatever, the ratio is not that bad. And so I guess that's what I mean when I'm saying that, you know, that, yeah, you can because you've started a habit that's going to work against having that kind of food. It's not going to affect you the same way as if, your body is already just like, well, we got to put some of this fat somewhere. Where are we going to put it? Oh, there's some more sweet. Oh, we've already got this train figured out. Like, let's put it over there, you know? But <laughs> Same place as last same time. Same place as last time. But if your body's like, I'm not sure what to do with this, um, and I'm just going to hold it here, you know, and then we're going to burn it off tomorrow when we do our big run or whatever. I know that's not how bodies work. But the point is, I don't think the impact is as great when you have a habit of being active. I think it's, I think it's like an an addiction. Like I could be addicted to not going to the gym because it's easy, yeah, or not running, and I have to fight against it. And so, if we were to go out somewhere and like go get a big burger, it would be very easy for me to hop back on that train of not caring. Hmm. So where I have to perpetuate better choices when we're out somewhere, right? Because if I don't, I'm just gonna not care anymore well i mean if you do that then the gains are more theoretically yeah i mean if you're you're not counteracting it with a single meal then you're you know yeah that's that's certainly not a bad thing i personally i have trouble with taking on an all or nothing approach to food or to fitness yeah it's not an all or nothing it's just trying to incrementally pay more attention and i think it's being more diligent Yep. So it's not a diet. I'm not dieting. I'm just paying more attention to the things I'm eating and how it's affecting things. 
Yeah. So like I, I recently cut out coffee, sugar and coffee. And I was hesitant to do that because I kind of figured I would fall into the like, I'm going to do this for two weeks and then get sick of it. And we really want some sugar in my coffee <laughs> again. But I just decided that like that was a thing that I was doing every single day, multiple cups of coffee. And I would put sugar in the first one or two of them. But it's like two or three teaspoons of sugar every single day that if I cut out that one habit, I'm cutting out that much sugar every day, you know, from now on. Right. And on the other side of it, I'm also increasing my running. So I'm like, those are two good things that I'm doing at the same time. And it's funny because I really didn't think I would stick with it, but Hmm. I have. And now coffee, that's what coffee tastes like. I was actually thinking of it this morning that I was like, oh, like I haven't had sugar in this in a month or more. And like, I kind of remember what it tastes like with sugar, but it also kind of didn't really matter, you know? So that, that's been an interesting thing that I kind of thought my body would fight back. You know, the habit would fight back, but it, it hasn't. So I'm done with my set. What was your, your set was like... Well, I had one bag. 75%. Yeah. Done. I had one bag. But I do have pieces <clears throat> left over that I'm not sure why I have. Uh, they <laughs> we have me, a bin of all the little extra extras. tidbits that Lego likes to give. These could be... One of the dangers of this podcast is that we are not paying 100% attention to the set. We may have pieces that are left out because we just weren't looking at the instructions well enough. I mean, yeah, that is a possibility. Yeah. So I don't know um, if these are pieces I was supposed to put on there somewhere or not. Did you see the the cool little palm tree? I dig that. That's that's pretty. It's like the monkey game. Do you guys have the monkey game? The monkey game? The Lego monkey game? It's a board game that somebody got us for some holiday, but you're yeah you're building um, a little like curvy palm tree, and then you take the little bananas and you put them on the palm leaves, and there's a little monkey that looks like a barrel of monkey mm. monkey, but it's a Lego. Um, and I don't remember how the game is played, but I know that we had these random like Lego bananas all over the place. I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's relatively new. We bought one of the Lego board games for a friend of mine's kid. We were supposed to go to his birthday party like four years ago. How old was this kid? I don't know. Okay. Um, So we bought this Lego game and we put it in the closet. And then somebody got sick and we didn't go to the birthday party. And the game sat there and sat there and sat there for like a year. And then this game was just in our closet. We never gave the kid the present because we didn't go to the party. And it's like, you know, he was a friend, but he's not like somebody we saw all the time. And so this thing just sat in the closet for a long time. And eventually I was just like, all right, that's it. This is now our game. <laughs> I keep it now. <laughs> just, it was weird. Like that wasn't the intention, but so sorry, Brody. You didn't get your kid's name. name is Brody. Uh, yeah, there were, awesome there were name. triplet boys. I don't know why we only got one of maybe the present. Maybe it was for all three of them. Anyway, but they were Alex, Brody, and Colin, ABC. Hmm. And so they had, it was interesting. Like they had, um, a, I don't know if this was intentional, but they had a color. You just finished a book. I finished book one. Wow. Um, they had a color for each kid. Like Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Yeah. yeah that's cool. They were red, green, and blue. Hmm. And I don't know why. Or if it was intentional, it may have just happened like at the beginning and then just was a thing that they kept doing. I don't mm-hmm. know, but 
I guess if you lose one somewhere, like it's the blue one. It's the blue one, yeah. He looks just like these two guys. It's a different color range. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, so I'm done with my set. How long is it? How long have we been talking? Uh, we've been talking for 48 minutes. Pretty long. That's pretty good. And I you're done with your book, so maybe done we should wrap it one. up. I'm done with book one. I don't know. I guess there's nothing else. Is there anything else? No, but I want to, I mean, I want to encourage people that I don't like running. <laughs> I'm marginal on exercise at best. Hmm. But it's good for you. Right? Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a little positive affirmation. I don't know if you were looking for uh, confirmation it, of that, right? Sure. Right? I think that piece is wrong on my Lego set I just saw. But anyway, mm. um, do little things. Set, set small goals and achieve those small goals so that you feel like you're doing something good. Because that's very motivating when you feel like you're making progress. Because mm -hmm. if you start something and you don't feel like you did it, that could be hugely motivating and a big setback. So set reasonable goals, achieve them, feel good about yourself, and then do it again. Little wins. Yeah. They give you confidence to make big wins. Yeah, for sure. And if you run or, you know, whatever you're doing, use uh, the ILTMS Run Club. Yeah. Show us what you're doing. Um, all right. Where can people find you? Uh, find me on Instagram at the PI Workshop. Is it the, just for clarification, the PI Workshop is the, is the username or PI Workshop? The proper the 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 okay. t-h-e yeah well i mean it could <laughs> i mean it could be you yeah. s saying the pi workshop being the the thing i just want to make sure that everybody goes to the right place the pi workshop gotcha cool um i'm at i like to make stuff on instagram and everywhere else uh if you want to help this continue to do this show um let me start over. If you want to help us continue to do this show, then Patreon support is awesome. You don't have to, but if you want to, that'd be cool. Patreon.com slash I like to make stuff helps out all the stuff that we do here, videos and podcasts. And um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I guess. Cool. We Thanks still need everybody. a good sign off, but we don't have it yet. So go for a run or a brisk walk. Yes. That's all. That's all. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.